Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. All right, y'all, the subject for today's episode is 80 for Brady, an all-star cast about football. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Let's talk about it. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of All Right, Let's Talk About It. If you're brand new, my name is Savannah. I am your host, and I do film reviews and film industry commentary. Today, we are talking about 80 for Brady. Okay, so we before we even get to that part, I think it was last week in my Infinity Pool review, I remarked that this was a very weird January, that January, because we're in February now, January is very strange because January, February, March are your dump months. So these are going to be your smaller 
um, major films. They're, you know, films that don't want to compete with blockbuster films. They might not be as good. They're kind of mediocre. You're coming out of the Oscar season where you have, you know, films of the year. And so something to kind of lighten the mood a little bit. You might get something that's surprisingly wonderful. Like last year we got Scream. So you might get something like that. But for the most part, there's nothing much to expect from your January, February, March dump month films. But I thought January is very weird because the movies that came out, we had Megan, Missing, Plain, Infinity Pool were just great movies. They were just great. They were quality movies. These are movies that I would expect to see, you know, not so much January, but maybe spring or fall, maybe late summer. That's what, that's the kind of quality that I got from this. And I'm like, okay, so when are the duds coming? Well, well, they came. So yesterday was a double feature day for me. Um, last time I did that was actually sometime November. I saw Tar and she said in the same day. Yesterday, I saw 80 for Brady in the afternoon and Knock at the Cabin in the evening. Knock at the Cabin, that review should already be up by the time you're listening to this. 80 for Brady, on the other hand. Okay, this review is probably not going to be very long. I don't think there's very much to say. It, it wasn't very good. I'm just going to come out and say that it just wasn't um it could be my age I don't think I was a target audience for this I think older audiences might get more out of it than I did but I think for younger audiences I mean there is not much of an experience sorry that sucks but I'm just being real here so 80 for Brady directed by Kyle Marvin stars Lily Tomlin Jane Fonda Rita Moreno Sally Field Tom Brady Billy Porter I think it was Harry Hamlin was also in this um god he's so good looking but anyway This is about four old ladies who are the biggest Tom Brady fans and they decide they're going to go to the Super Bowl and, you know, all the predictable ensuing shenanigans. They get there. It's fun. They lose the tickets. They got to find a way to get the tickets. They got to find a way to get in. And, you know, they get in in the end and it's a beautiful, heartwarming moment. Tom Brady is actually in this. You know, he's not just, you know, B-roll NFL film which NFL film plays, I think that was probably the part I loved the most was just seeing so much of NFL film in this. Um, If you're not familiar with NFL film, I mean, that is a niche industry, a genre in and of itself. That's a skill in and of itself is filming sports. And NFL film is its own industry, essentially. But that's neither here nor there. So I thought he might have been just B-roll film. Just I try to see as little about the film as possible. I try not to watch interviews or any kind of commentary, any featurettes. I try not to watch any of that. Just the basic trailer, whatever it is I see in the theater, that's it. So I didn't know anything. So I was very surprised to see how active he was in this film. And he's actually not a bad actor. Not to give him any ideas, sir. You're retiring. You know, go relax. Get a vacation. Go overseas. Um, relax, you know, you're retiring, sir. You don't need to, to do anything right now. But he, I was very surprised. You know, I have seen, you know, different, you know, athletes make appearances in films and they're very wooden. They're just, they're trying to be themselves and they're trying too hard. He was very natural and just very easy. Um, and he's so fine. Yeah, I said what I said. Anyways. And, you know, you have the magnanimous Billy Porter, who is a character all, you know, all himself. But um, bless his heart, I thought he was incredibly pointless in this movie. I mean, he played a little bit of a part in kind of helping them to get into the stadium. But uh, he, I just thought he was kind of pointless. Like, why are you here, sir? I love you, but why are you here? This movie was just not very 
good. Um, I was expecting something so much better than what I got, especially given the caliber of actress that we had here. We had Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Rita Moreno, Sally Field. Three out of these four ladies are Academy Award winners. Um, Lily Tomlin, she's only been nominated, but she's been nominated. Rita Moreno is, I believe, an EGOT. So Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. So the 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 big four. There are not very many. Um, she's an EGOT. Incredible. And I thought this was going to be something stellar because these are women who know how to act. These are women who know how to put on a good performance. These are women who understand and know their craft. It, it had me asking questions that I already know the answers to. Like, okay, so is comedy not their forte? No, that's not true. Sally Field was just in Spoiler Alert and she was hilarious. These women know comedy. Um, are these women just slowing down? No. I mean, yeah, they're between the ages of like 70 and 90 something, but they're still moving. They're still kicking. They're still with it. Um, and they didn't miss a beat in spite of everything. I mean, what, so what was it? Why was this such a failure? I thought it was a failure. This just wasn't, this should have been an epic, cute little comedy uh, that anybody could enjoy. But I think it really just caters to a niche audience that's looking for something slow, which is sad. And that's mean the way I say it, but I can't think of any other way to say it. Um, I think this was the fault of the director. I think this director misread the entire assignment. So Kyle Marvin, from what I've been able to find on him, this is his first film as a director. He's not new to the industry. He's been working actively in this in the industry since about 2015. And he's mainly been a producer. He's done some production design. But from what I can tell, this is his debut as a director. This is his first film. And bless his heart, um, it should have been an easy win, given this, you know, cute little comedy, um, just light and fluffy. But you had some powerhouse acting ladies. And it was almost like they had to lower themselves. Tone it down. That's the word phrase I'm looking for. It's almost like they had to tone it down in order to meet him, the director, at his level, instead of getting a director that knows how to work with them. This was something I thought of with the movie Don't Worry Darling, Olivia Wilde directed. Shia LaBeouf was originally cast in Harry Styles' role, and there was a whole bunch of drama over that. And Olivia Wilde, the movie wasn't complete failure, but it was just very, very strange and very weird. And honestly, I thought there was a lot of potential with it. I felt like, you know, if she just get, had some moment to go back and do some reshoots, re-editing, it would have been stellar, perfect. But Harry Styles was such a non, not important. He was very inc inconsequential in that role. And I wondered like what the difference would have been had Shia LaBeouf been in that role. Shia LaBeouf, who has been doing this since he was a child, Harry Styles, who's been doing music for a very long time. He's kind of new to film acting. Um, I think Olivia Wilde would have struggled with Florence Pugh, who is incredible, and Shia LaBeouf being the, the standard that they both have in terms of their acting ability. I think Olivia Wilde would have had a hard time catching up or getting what she needed. I think just having Florence be the one to to really carry the film was just enough, was just heavy enough for her to carry. I think that's kind of similar here in that this director didn't know what to do, wasn't strong enough to carry the weight 
these actresses bring. Does that make sense? I don't, this was a, he didn't direct this well. He didn't pull performances. He wasn't a very good communicator. This was too saccharine, sugary, sweet. And the writing wasn't all that good anyway. Um, I I don't know. I, I, I think, uh, congratulations, sir, on your directorial debut. But like, my heart kind of breaks for you because this just wasn't it. It wasn't a very good movie. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of people kind of toot their horns about it. But if I'm being completely honest, this isn't worth a toot. That's not to say you shouldn't see it. I will never tell you to not go see a film. You will never hear those words come out of my mouth. If you are interested in seeing this, then go see it. And I, I'm sure because you are not me. I am not you. We're very different in how we process information. You might enjoy this more than I did. And also keep in mind that my background is a little bit different. So I look at films a little bit differently. So you are going to enjoy this in a way that I did not. So never, ever interpret me saying this is not good as don't see it. Unless we're talking about Velma. That was the exception. So if you want to see it, go see it. Get a ticket. I think you will have a good time. It's cute. It does have some funny moments, but it's just very flat, kind of dry. And these are some of the worst performances I've seen from these ladies. It, it like That's the best I can say. Is it, it was almost like they had to tone it down to match this director's level. I don't think he really knew what to do with them. And he didn't know how to manage the weight that they carry. I don't know how else to describe it. But yeah, it just wasn't that good. I'm sorry. This may not have anything to do with anything, but I saw an article earlier today on Twitter. It says something like, 80 for Brady may not be a masterpiece, but we need more films like this. My fear is that we are forsaking quality for quantity. And by quantity, I mean trying to get as much diversity and inclusion in things over the, and putting that over good things like quality filmmaking, quality storytelling, quality acting, quality direction. Like it doesn't matter. The film could suck, but the fact of the matter is we've checked off a box. We've got a movie with old ladies in it, you know, trying to bridge that gap between younger films and older films, younger audiences and older audiences. I don't honestly don't think that's much of a problem as people make it out to be. I think people at the end of the day, people are going to go to whatever movie they find interesting. Um, Movie tickets are too expensive to be just seeing movies all the damn time. I'm able to go to the movie so much because I have AMC a list. I pay 20 bucks a month to see up to three movies a week via AMC a list. All I pay for really is popcorn. I mean, the, the, as much as I go to the movies, it, it pays for itself within a week, truly. But you know, I'm a weirdo like that. I've decided this is what I want to do. Therefore I pay for it. Not everybody's me. Not everybody has 30 bucks to spend every week on movie tickets, popcorn and drink. Um, and so that puts the pressure on Hollywood to put out quality stuff. But then you also have this push from so many other people that we need to fill and check all these boxes and quality just gets thrown out the window. Cause even if something fails, well, we checked off a box like the movie bros, you know, this checked off an LGBT box. Never mind, The movie was terrible. It wasn't that good. Billy Eichner is insufferable, but Hey, we checked off a box. I've always said this about 
film critics in black films and that black films tend to get a pass. As long as there's like one redeeming quality within the film, they will focus and laser focus on that and ignore everything else that was wrong just to give it a positive review. Um, I'm, I'm sick of seeing it. I, I'm ready for film critics. I'm ready for commentators to start being honest about the movies that they're seeing. Call a spade a spade. If it's bad, call it bad. If it's good, say it's good. You know, there seems to be this level of fear when it comes to commenting and reviewing film right now where people are just afraid to say things as they are. Not talking about those of us who are podcasting or on YouTube. We are accountable to no one but ourselves. We don't have big bosses, you know, checking over our, our, over our shoulder. You know, we're not really all that concerned with cancel culture. But I'm talking about some of these people who are part of these big name companies and their names are attached to so many things they're really worried about what they have to say there's no way that this movie has a 65 percent rating on rotten tomatoes it was not good (laughs) are you kidding me this thing it was boring it was flat it was dry it has some redeeming qualities the fact that tom brady can act is the biggest shocker um the cute little funny moments i think out of the four ladies Sally Field was the standout. She was the star. Um, But she's excellent in everything she does. Yet she was so underutilized at the same time. I just want to get back to a point where we can start looking at movies saying, hey, this is not very good. This is not very bad. Because when we start calling everything good, next thing you know, the standard is mediocre. We're not getting quality film anymore. And then the quality films that come out are getting beaten with hammers because they're not checking off boxes. But that's what the Academy is going to be doing next year is making sure that in order for your film to be recognized, you're checking off certain boxes. I don't like it. I'm not interested in telling people how to tell their stories. That will never be me. But yeah, that's just my rant with respect to 80 for Brady. I think people are going to give this movie a pass. Not when I say people, I mean professional people doing stuff like this, reviewing films. I think they're going to give this movie a pass because number one, they're women and two, they're older and there aren't a lot of movies out like this. You know, never mind. We didn't just have Julia Roberts and George Clooney who are definitely in their older age um, and take us to paradise. That movie was so adorable. Never mind. You know, the entire world mourned Betty White, the last living golden girl last year. So it's not like, Older men and women don't have a place in the film industry. They definitely have a place and they definitely have a role to play and they're definitely valued and they're valuable. But I think putting out a movie of old ladies for the sake of saying, hey, we need a movie that checks off a box. I don't think it's worth it. I think there's something insulting about it, but That's just my thoughts. That's just my opinion. Let me know what you think. And that's it for 80 for Brady, the review. Thank you so much for listening. Just to kind of sum it up, I didn't think it was all that great. Sally Field is a standout. The biggest surprise is that Tom Brady can act. I think the director was dealing with a project that was too big for his britches. He wasn't able to handle the weight that these ladies were packing. That's just my opinion. Um, Let me know if you see it. Let me know what your thoughts are. If you're going to see it again, I'm not telling you to not see the film. I'm never not going to tell you. I'm never going to tell you that. 
um, unless it's, we're talking about Velma on HBO Max. Don't even bother. But if you do go see it, let me know what you thought. You probably might enjoy it more than I do. If you are older than me, I'm 35. So if you're, I'd say 20 to 30 years older than me, I think you might get more out of it than I did. You are more of the target audience than I am. The older women who were in the theater with me definitely enjoyed it more than I did. I will say for sure. So yeah, find me on a uh, comment section on either Instagram, YouTube, or my Substack, and let me know what you think. So what's coming up? I mentioned on my previous episode, Knock at the Cabin, that I was thinking about possibly watching You People on Netflix. I think I'm going to do that and give y'all a review for that next week because there's nothing really all that interesting coming out next week except for Magic Mike. I haven't even seen the second one. I'm just not interested. I'm just not. I'm, I, I can't even make myself pretend to go see it. I, I, I don't know. That sounds bad. But yeah, I'm just not, I don't know. I might change my mind. I might find a way to see the second one and then go see the third. You never know with me, especially I'm so used to doing something on a Thursday night. I'm used to going to the movies, but I am seeing Marlo on February 14th. It's kind of an early preview or whatever. I don't care, but it's a modern take on the noir genre. I'm really excited to see how they do this and it's not in black and white. If you're not familiar with the noir genre, my favorite, one of my favorites would be Double Indemnity. So if you can find that on a streaming service, I highly recommend. I think Maltese Falcon also falls in the noir genre. I can't remember. Um, Humphrey Bogart. A lot of his films fall in the noir genre. So definitely give him a give him a look. But in the meantime, I hope you have a fabulous weekend. Follow me on TikTok. You will be getting Mardi Gras content this weekend. There's a parade tonight and I think tomorrow. But in the meantime, have an amazing weekend and I will see you next week. Want to advertise on this podcast? Check the episode description to see how you can be featured on the next episode. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.